0: And set your watch, and I got it. go one hour.
1: Okay. No, I got a notification about this podcast starting oh, okay. that I'm attached to.
2: Sweet. I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. That he told I'm, me that I was here. It's I am very glad
1: important. you could make
2: it. I thought he was tracking his calories. Uh, it could be. Dude. It's, it's early. It's early for that. Getting in his steps early, early
0: in the day. Starting hey, off great. Hey, anyway... It's, it's, I think we're going to have a trouble filling the hour, by the way, because everybody's mm-hmm. so shy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody out there, welcome to This Pink Cloud, Season 2, Episode 43. Yay. Yay! I am DJ Kelly Reverb, or as I like to say, I'm Kelly Reverb, and I identify as a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, with me today in studio, I've been wanting to have you on... Forever, yes. Uh, but just scheduling wouldn't as it allow is. it, dude. As but it is. Uh, now, uh, now it's come together, and it's it's a beautiful thing. It's it's a good thing. It's a All happy right. Well, thing. sitting across from me is one Michael Tracy, and he identifies as a volunteer for the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And also, you have you have your own podcast. I do have my own
1: podcast. It's called Stay Sober, Stupid, where we stay sober, stupid. Stay sober, stupid. It. It's called yeah. Stay Sober, Supid. You can find it on Spotify. Okay. Um, we, meaning not just me, but me and my right. friend Mike and Daniel, we all kind of do a kind deep of dive. Skate Straight Crew. It's kind of the Skate Straight Crew. We a all. I, bit. I met them through different parts. We are all part of the Skate Straight family. Yes. Um, I you, include. I included. Yeah, you are yeah. included. Yeah, when I see you.
0: Well, hey man. When you show up. I, I actually, <laughs> wow. I, I actually, I actually work a full time job in recovery, so thank you very much, that and that is why rag. I cannot show up to all the meetings. Shots fired bread. early. There you go. I know early. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then sitting to his. I had to do the right, math right. Yeah, to his right, my left. That is Matt Sinclair, and he is the program manager for Fort Worth Tarrant yes. County, all that good stuff. Definitely. And he is, he is a fill in, and I have to uh, fire a shot at Steven Vega. Ooh. I knew Steve Steven Vega. Steve oh. Steven Vega is a slippery individual, dude. <laughs> he always like he he always never wants to be in the spotlight. So I am purposely throwing some shade his way behind the curtain. because yeah, he, he always wants to just be the wizard of Ozzy. He's like, Oh, let me send. Cause like he thinks nobody wants to hear him talk. <laughs> right. And I'm like, dude, which is weird. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. So, uh, but I do appreciate you Definitely. coming in and you have uh, like, so you're an authority figure in the Phoenix.
3: Some so, somewhat, somewhat, somewhat.
0: So, so if these people... Well, real quick, before we get to that, let me get to my sponsor real quick, which is Summersky.us. Uh, that is 888-857-8857. And that is Summersky.us, 888-857-8857. They are a lovely facility out in Stephenville, Texas. I got sober there. And like I say, man, if I can get sober, you can do it. So, yeah, no. If Great you, plug. If you want it. Yeah. If Great you plug. want it. Yeah. But... So, you guys are from the Phoenix, Mm. and if anybody's asking what the Phoenix is, I always go, well, it's a sober, active community, and it's not 12-step based, and it's not any program based, but, I mean, if you can describe it better... Please do so.
2: Definitely. So what I always say is like sober, active community hey, is a really fancy way of saying we do all sorts of fun events and events act- and activities for people either in recovery mm-hmm. or looking to live a sober lifestyle, right? Okay. Um, we do everything in the community from tennis, yep. which this so what wonderful I do. person to right. my mm-hmm. left right. uh, mm-hmm. helps to facilitate, uh, to indoor climbing, to kayaking, paddle boarding, fitness, yoga, meditation, with the idea that people can come out and connect through these really awesome activities and events. And I am the father of four. Mm -hmm. And when I hear about cool things, the first thing that comes to my mind is how much does it cost? Right. Right. Phoenix is completely free with 48 hours of sobriety. So people can come I love that.
0: I love that. So all you really need, uh, this is a great place to come. And I always say, if you're sober curious. Yes. Um, You know, or even if you don't have a problem, do you have to be in recovery to go to a, <laughs> no, an not, event? Not at all. No. Okay. No? We, mm-hmm.
2: we have a ton of people that come out that are supporters of people in recovery uh-huh. in the recovery industry, or just want to hang out right. without drugs or alcohol being involved. Right. Um, so it really is an open community for everybody, with the only price to get in just 48 hours of sobriety. I and like min- it.
1: and just a minimum call, Matt. You you have to say the one requirement you want to go to a phoenix event you just have to have 48 hours of sobriety yep. that's it that's it even if it's a partner even if you know you're like i'm in recovery yep. but my partner is it but she doesn't do drugs or he doesn't do drugs they're welcome it's, i have a yep. lot of folks like that that come to my event yep. right
0: you do not have to but we are all sitting here i'm i'm, I'm proud to say that i uh, i was addicted to alcohol Mm-hmm. So, and I think we all are here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, partially. So, well, I mean, the thing is, is I've always wanted to have you on because you uh, you present very well at the Skate Street meetings. I try. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just figured we would... Before we talk about the cool app and all the good stuff that Phoenix does, sure, let's get to know our guest first. So, sure. uh, Michael, I know you've got uh, a heck of a backstory. So, why don't you uh, why don't you fill us in?
1: So, you know, I. For the people that I tell frequently and all the time, I'm from the Panhandle of Texas. I'm from Amarillo, Texas, born and raised there for a long period of time. That's on the way to Colorado. It is. That's yeah, what yeah. it should be called. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and it smells really nice. smell drive through awesome. it. <laughs> I would have old people. They would tell me the joking time. It, and for the people that know what it smells like, it's a slaughter adjacent town. It's not a slaughter town itself. Slaughter adjacent, but the wind blows. Right. And on the right day, you just get a good old whiff, a cow patties mm. and some pies. So they would say, mm, smells like money. I'm like, no, that's, that's, yeah. that's cow <laughs> that shit. That smells like ass. That, that's cow it Smells shit. like cows. And like the, had, it was a weird pleasure. So I lived there um, probably till I was about 22, 21, and then I lived in Austin for six years. Now, how old of a fella are you? I'm 33. Okay. I'll be 33. All right, nice. Or 34 next, this upcoming year, which is right. Weird. But anyway, so my recovery journey really started earlier this year. Um, I had been uh smoke you know smoking weed when i was younger taking the pot taking the pot smoking pan. you know as the kids like to say in the streets and as as i got older i just i I had incident after incident transpire with me i had a serious girlfriend that left me and then that just pushed me into doing cocaine and then i i had a whole friend group fall apart and then that pushed me really into alcohol and that Mm -hmm. combination of smoking weed doing alcohol so then I moved to Austin and for the people that have been to Austin, they know this. <laughs> right. It's a place obviously to go and just not do drugs. Sure. So I was <laughs> I was experimenting, I was doing all kinds of drugs. And then during that time, I got really involved in actually selling drugs. And okay. so for a lot of people that are recovering addicts, I think we don't actually talk about this enough where there were people that weren't just users, but they were abusers to others. And that we mm. sold drugs and did stuff, and I did that for 10 years. Really? Even when I moved back nice. to Emerald, I was still doing it, yeah. And uh, earlier this past year, I'd say mid-July, I got caught with a pound of weed. Okay. A couple of hits of wax, a couple of grams, and then several hits of acid. Okay. And a gun. Oh, perfect. So I was, I was snitched on as the kids say in the streets, and um, I freaked out. You know, mm-hmm. no one in my family really knew the depths of my addiction other mm-hmm. than, like, I smoked a lot of weed. But You like...
0: were a successful businessman to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So
1: I, I really, you know, it, it encompasses so much of your life because it's not just in some instances for people like me, the addiction aspect. But it's also the effect that you have in the culture because mm-hmm. that was my identity. I walked around that town. Thinking I was this big man on campus, I
0: wasn't. Right, you were but a I weed dealer. That.
1: I thought that. <laughs> right. And I felt like, oh, this is me. I'm this hard kind of kid. Because I've been, I was a skinny kid a lot of my life. I don't know about Matt. He doesn't seem like he's a skinny kid all his <laughs> life. <laughs> but I was, and so that was a big ego thing for me. Sure. Early in January, I uh, or in December, I had moved out here. Classic hallmark story. I thought I was in love with a girl who was not in love with me, and I moved out here thinking, I'll move closer. That makes sense. It does not. Don't right. do, For the listeners at home, don't do that. I will stalk definitely. her from close yeah. range. Right. It's <laughs> don't. like a bad
2: idea like a tattoo. Exactly. Right? It was like That's a Tasmanian devil tattoo. tattoo with, like, the
1: side hat and the, the Jordan jersey. <laughs> and I uh, tried after about a week – into January to get sober on my own. I realized even then that like I had a serious problem. I was still doing, co- I was driving to Fort Worth to buy a hundred dollars worth of cocaine. I mean, just in the middle of the night, like I'm not from this city. Like that's sure. sketchy as hell. Right. One night, um, I had, I, would for a week I gotten clean on my own. I'd been going to like a CA meeting thinking like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to try this. And the girl that I had, I had, been interested in basically was not returning my calls. I knew something was up, and you know, in my heart, I knew I'm like, I'm not the only one. Again, not a problem. That was my fault. Right. So I go to the liquor store. Mm-hmm. I buy a whole handle of Fireball. Okay. I had about an eighth of weed and then a couple of grams of cocaine. Mm-hmm. I blew all of my money because yeah. my intention was like, I just don't want to feel anymore. Like right. all of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I end up, um, Doing a whole bunch of the cocaine, I'm not even sure how much, drinking half, half of that handle Mm -hmm. fireball. Yeah. And I was 150 pounds at that time, so I was tiny. Um, I find myself at a certain point, uh, from the clarity that I do have of that evening, uh, standing on overpass. Okay. And my intent was to wait for a semi-truck to come by. I'd watch something on like A Thousand Ways to Die, and like some guy fell off a bridge they were working on, he hit by a semi, died instantly. Mm -hmm. And that just stuck with me for
0: whatever reason. You thought that, hey, the experiment, if I can fly, would be a good (laughs) good scenario. I had
1: R. Kelly playing on my phone. That was just like a whole thing. So it's raining. I'm in my scrubs at the time. I'm all in black, and I'm just standing there waiting Mm -hmm. just for that moment. And, you know, when you're in that frame of mind, it's really difficult. And, and this is what I'm so interested in with people that have suicidal ideation. It's like some of us are willing to pull that trigger, mm. whatever that yeah. trigger is. Some of us aren't And that, that those moments before. Mm. I'm, I'm literally there, and I just have this wave of, like, just let go. Just let go. Mm. And as I'm, as I'm sitting, you know, I'm just kind of standing there, I just start kind of wobbling back forth because I'm wasted. This car drives by. Mm-hmm. And this, this woman shouts from her window. Granted, it's raining heavy. So, like, to even hear, I was surprised I'd even heard her. And she said, don't do it. Don't do it. Wow. And then I pass out. or Something happens. And then I wake up. I'm on the side of the curb by the overpass. This is, like, in Irving over uh-huh. off Northeast Drive and she's there it's this little old abuela oh she's nice shaking me awake she's like i'm we called an ambulance it's going to be okay we called an ambulance and right. i freak out like the cocaine Ooh. i guess hit me again i'm like <laughs> <laughs> <Did you laughs> <off> <laughs> i run to my apartment and i call for whatever reason i call a suicide hotline mm, okay you know, guys if you have somebody that you know is struggling with suicide Call the hotline. You can go to Samsa. what well, I've got you.
0: a, I've got a question for yeah. you. Do you Did you actually like? I mean, besides having that seed planted of a thousand ways to die. Yeah. Did you? I mean, did you? I mean, was there a buildup to it? Like, I mean, was it like, oh well, you know, I need to start seriously thinking about suicide. I mean, you, or was there right. like, <laughs> or, was just, no, or, what, or was it just or or was it just a spur of the moment? Like, so
1: I've, I've struggled with. Suicidal ideation a lot in my life. Okay. And for that particular moment, it was kind of a cumulative thing. My parents found out Mm -hmm. that part of the other reason I left and I moved to Dallas is that I was on the fucking run. From mm-hmm. the laws, yeah. So they didn't find out. The cops went to my grandmother's house looking for me, mm-hmm. which is not a good thing. It does not feel good. Sure, your mailing address is your grandmother's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's not a good point, right? And I'm, you know, at this point where I felt like at the end of my rope. I, sure. I'm about to be in jail for years. The girl that I thought that I loved does not love me. Uh huh. I left all my friends. I'm in an apartment with an inflatable air mattress that's it Mm -hmm. and I don't want to do this anymore. Like that, you, you come to this point and again, I know that there are people out there that had significantly worse lives than me that have had significantly worse trauma than I've had. But when it's you, none of that matters. Yeah. That's where, unfortunately, a lot of people who don't understand suicide, it, it affects their understanding because they think it is a selfish act Sure. And in some capacity, I, I, I understand where they're coming from because they're like, you're doing this to me. And I'm like, but that in itself is selfish as well. Right. Because you are in ownership of your own life. You're in ownership of your actions. You're in ownership of your words. You're not in ownership of your feelings. Okay. Ever. You can try to control them. You can try to change them. And that's doable. Meditation, mm-hmm. you know, talking to people, That's that's doable. But... When emotion hits you so heavy, sometimes it is so impulsive. Well,
0: also add the fact that you're massively addicted
1: to cocaine and yes, alcohol,
0: and throw that in the mix. Yeah, and then uh, you know, Just falls apart. Yeah. So
1: yeah. I drive. <laughs> I drive myself to the hospital. Okay. Good Air- idea. Yeah. yeah. Great. Exactly. <laughs> right. So I drive, and I walk in, and I'm in like wet scrubs. And I'm just powder on my nose and just like caked on from the rain because it's just been sitting on my face. And I walk up to the front and I'm like, Hey, I called the suicide hotline and I tried to I tried to kill myself. Oh, fun fact, I had these scrapes on my elbows and my back. So at some point I must have slipped okay. and hit the side rail. Cause that's the only injury that I sustained from this. Wow. So I go in, they check me in. I don't remember much. I just remember waking up. Uh-huh. Um I'm zip-tied to the bed. All the doors and things are zip-tied. And a woman comes in. She's like, hey, how you doing, baby? You doing all right? You doing good? And I'm like, no. No, I'm not doing good. I'm zip-tied to the bed. <laughs> I'm zip-tied to a bed. <laughs> so they took me, at, you know, the girl that I care about, she came up to the hospital. She talked to me. It was like this whole event. And they took me to Homeward Bound. Oh, okay. Which is where I saw Kirk. A uh, Kurt. I didn't actually talk to him, but I right. Well, you,
0: homeward bound for everybody. That go ahead and tell them what homeward bound is. I always like to spell it out. So some homeward people bound
1: don't. is, from my understanding, is a facility for people who do not have access to mental health care that they can go to. And I'm not sure if it's well, mental health care and addiction and addiction. Yeah, yeah. I was in the suicidal ideation ward, so for mm-hmm. them, they were like, "Yeah, you did a lot of drugs, but." you tried to hurt yourself so we're putting you in here um I was there for almost two weeks because there was a COVID outbreak this is early on the COVID stuff Mm -hmm. so they were like yeah you can't leave and I'm like I want I want to leave like you can't (laughs) right you can't leave I'm like
2: damn it that's why they had the zip ties that's (laughs) why they had the zip ties there
1: so you know for two weeks I'm I'm in this facility everyone there was really nice my mom picks me up she takes me to rehab I was there for about two months okay um once I got out, this is the weird. This is where I get connected to the Phoenix. So we'll try okay. this in. Sure, from my land. sure, sure. So they would come out and do outreach at, at Discovery Point Recovery. Shout out Discovery Point Recovery. Okay, and which is where I always like to know. which FGM little cities. town. So they have one in Ennis and then one okay. in, in and Okay, cool. um, And then they also have a central IOP, which is uh, intensive outpatient for people yeah. that know the the lingo, mm-hmm. um, here in Dallas. Okay, so I'm there two and mm-hmm. a half months um i get clean uh i get out and do a sober living facility and this is where i think it starts for a lot of people so if you're new in in recovery this is where it started for me doing the phoenix i like going to meetings Mm -hmm. i like talking with maybe a sponsor or a mentor Mm -hmm. those are necessary sure what i feel like we miss a lot is the mental physical health aspect where it's literally a reflexology kind of situation where it's yeah meditation is a very big component for people that do mental health training if you want to do that or cbt um but physical health for a lot of us especially in our addiction immediately goes to the wayside oh yeah there's some that like you know i worked out a lot pre-pandemic and i was still smoking weed and doing drugs but like I had nothing physical in my life going on. Right, you're not shooting heroin and doing a
0: marathon. No, you're not. Right. If you
1: did, that would be impressive. Yeah, that or you'd be, be yeah, a that lot would of be amazing. A lot of people sleeping on the guardrails, <laughs> just waking right. up and then falling <laughs> asleep and then waking up. That and that marathon would <laughs> right. t- would take like three <laughs> it's, months. Yeah, it's, it's, it's day, day twenty eight. Yeah. So I I. Remembered the Phoenix. There was a poster uh-huh. in my IOP class, and it's like, "Hey, let's sign up for a class." So first time I met Aaron, Aaron Wacky Wack. Shout mm-hmm. out to Wack. D Wack. I we went on a hike, and it was a bunch of DPR friends and people that we knew, and that it was really fun. And she had told me she's like, "Hey, have you ever done climbing before?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but long, long time ago. I did in Austin, just kind of dinking around with friends." Sure. So I go to this climbing gym. It's a beautiful climbing gym, summit climbing gym up in the Plano area. And it, that moment in my recovery, it changed a lot for me because I know, and I remember still being early in my recovery, (laughs) having all this energy to do the classes, talk to people, do the recovery stuff. I had just started working on the podcast idea, um, but I needed the social aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And there are some sports more social than others. Right. Part of why I think tennis is so popular. Yeah. is because people can kind of stand around and wait to hit the ball. <laughs> right, But going to that climbing gym after I got done, obviously every muscle in my body hurt. Mm -hmm. Because if you've never been climbing before, you work muscles you never thought you had. But that was the breach, that breaching point for me where I was like, this is a great organization. This is an amazing organization. I didn't pay most climbing gyms. If you go, you're going to pay 20 bucks Mm -hmm. a session. Membership at anywhere from 80 to 120 bucks. Right. So to be able to go weekly to this climbing gym. Yeah, it gave you, some, gave you something to look yeah. forward to. Yeah. Every week I knew what I was doing on a Saturday afternoon. Right. And it was like a nice little treat for me. And the other thing that when I started getting involved, becoming a volunteer, I had started subbing at other events. Mm-hmm. I started meeting more people and that is so important early in recovery.
0: Well, and I I always preach this if you will or sing the praises of this is community in recovery i yeah. mean you know and Absolutely. i think i think that's a huge reason why uh the 12 steps are so successful because it's a community of people of like-minded people that are getting together and and, and navigating sobriety together so i mean yeah. i think you know but this is an alternate to that mm-hmm. and it's not because i i mean the whole meeting thing freaks a lot of people out. It's a- very And it's very and they're very they're very like, oh, is there a secret knock, secret handshake, right. you know? All <laughs> do this I have to stuff. share. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and some of that, you know, that turns people off. Yeah. And and some people don't like to share and just want to be around other like-minded people right. and do sober stuff Absolutely. or do do like something physical. So Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's great what they offer. Um I don't know if that was the end of your story or close no, to it. No, I don't want to take
1: up all of Matt's Something. Right, no, no, I no. could, man. Right, could. Uh, no, I, I, that was pretty much it. Um, but yeah, again, I, my big ending to this is, if you are early on in recovery, if you are feeling, you know, any downward level depressed, definitely talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't care who that is. Find somebody to talk to. If you don't know how to find somebody, ask somebody. And I know that's a hard thing because you, there's shame, there's guilt, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But going to these events, you can walk in. You don't have to say, I'm an alcoholic. I'm Mm -hmm. a drug addict. You can just say, I'm in recovery. Or you can
0: just say your name.
1: You can just say your name. Yeah. Yeah. There is no The biggest thing about Phoenix that I loved is that there was not a particular brand of uh, step program, as they were Mm -hmm. called. We accept all versions, which is great because there are some people that may be turned off by one or the other, Mm -hmm. and that's okay right so it makes it easy to just say you know what we're, we're here to accept the y'all it support and
0: it, it, it's really not even about supporting because y'all have nothing to do with any programs no. in specific right. yeah. other than just being active in sobriety yeah right absolutely that's that's the crux of it yeah. right yeah. um well so i don't want you to like uh go ahead matt it's your yeah. turn <laughs> <I appreciate that. laughs> hey matt we're gonna tap you in um Real quick, uh, I just want to go ahead and throw out the website in case you guys want to look at it. Uh, it's the thephoenix.org. And they're actually, I, and I wanted to touch on this, y'all are a nationwide uh, organization that started uh, in Colorado, correct? Yes. Okay. So give us a little history and then give us uh, give us a little bit of your story.
2: Sure. So Phoenix actually started out of our CEO and founder's garage um, in, in Colorado, in Colorado. Okay. so uh, was there Trying to get sober, doing the thing that a lot of us do, where Uh it's like, we're going to move somewhere and it's going to be great and our problems are going to be left behind, right? right? This is an actual success story around that. So found some other like-minded individuals and really came to understand that this combination of activity with community Mm -hmm. helped them stay sober. And so from these really humble beginnings, we've now spread throughout the United States, L.A. to New York City and a lot of places in between.
0: And the most important spot, Texas. Agree. (laughs) Yes. yes, yes. And actually,
2: (laughs) you know, a great point on that, we've actually just opened up chapters in Houston and Austin as well. That's great. Um, So we're growing even within the state.
0: Well, I know you're out there working that West Texas uh, side of things or that West – Fort Worth yes. side of things, or that west of Dallas, west of where I live, west west of my existence. <laughs> but yeah, no. So you're you're out there because actually you were trying to get in touch with uh, Summer Sky out there to Correct. to uh, bring the program out there. Yes. And and I like how y'all actually it's almost like an H and I. But it's like your own version right. of an H&I, yeah. which it, that H&I stands for Hospitals and Institutions, mm-hmm. uh, just in case they don't know. Um, but uh, I love it that y'all like uh, y'all are bringing it to the uh, front lines and stuff, right. so that's great. But, uh, yeah, let's let's hear a little bit of your backstory sure. and how you got involved with that. Uh, and then just be sure and talk right into here. I will talk right, right into the mic. Yeah, right in. I, just I, like am, a rocker. Rocker. I yeah. am a rocker. I am a rocker. I
2: grew up with a grandpa with a rocking chair, and okay. so— Did a lot of rocking back in the day. Mm. Um, So I am born and raised Uh in the sketchy place Michael alluded to earlier where he came to purchase his drugs, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. Grew up and really kind of started on the uh, substance use path really early. Okay. Without divulging my age, Mm. um, I'm in my lower-ish 40s. Okay. um, But started at 13. And had a couple of decades under my belt before I stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, like, it, it's different for everybody. But I think for me, um, from the first time at 13 that I used, I knew I had a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of those things, you're at your buddy's house and their parents leave. And so you're using whatever you can find in there to, to get intoxicated, right? Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things to where everybody was already asleep. And I'm searching for additional things. Like right. Where, where they stashed the mouthwash at, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I mean. was at that level? It, it yeah, was at that were, level yeah. at, in the mm-hmm. beginning. Uh-huh. And so there was never a point in my life or in my substance use history mm. that I didn't know I had a problem. Right. The issue was, and, and I think this it happens to a lot of us, there's not a lot of reinforcement around asking for help. Mm-hmm. There, there wasn't, and I have wonderful parents, wonderful family, but as a guy, mm-hmm. you didn't ask for help. Nope you you dealt with things on your own. My community reinforced that to where if you asked for help, like you were weak. Uh-huh. Um, and I think just growing up with that and trying to figure out, you know, as my substance use escalated, um, began hard drugs when I was fifteen, mm-hmm. um, and still just. It it escalated, escalated, escalated. Knew I had a problem, but never knew how to reach out and ask for help. Sure. Whether that was the social issue or just navigating, you know, as a teenager, where do I go, right? Um, And so it escalated. I went down kind of the the similar path that Michael alluded to and and got involved in the lifestyle aspect of it. Um, You know, similar DOC. It was cocaine. It was alcohol. And and I think with those things in particular— there's a lifestyle you get caught up in mm-hmm. to where when you start figuring out like, Hey, I don't necessarily like the way this stuff is making me feel. There's an attempt to have to try to not just divorce the substances, but to actually divorce the lifestyle.
0: Yeah. The know. lifestyle that you've gradually become just, you addicted know, uh, yeah. to the same. Yeah, right? exactly.
2: And and so I think that for me, it was the combination of those two things that really made it hard for me to start to separate mm-hmm. and and it got me into a lot of really bad places um, mentally legally um, family-wise you name it kind of went down the path of catching these really hard lumps uh, and you know it's it's one of those kind of things where it's like man you have something really really bad happen, right it's like I'm never gonna do this again mm. and within a month you're like back to the same old thing right, right? Um, never was able to seek treatment. Um, never tried to find any programs unless they were mandated by some court, oh, yeah, court, court order. Department, right? <laughs> can you sign? Can you sign, can you sign like, this I'm, for I'm me? I'm gonna come walk in like <laughs> yeah. an hour into it, and you sign right. this for me, or right. I'm gonna forge it. Oh yeah, you know, of course. Like, hey, can you sign this for You're me right. so it doesn't look like my handwriting? Right. right. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So fast forward through kind of those those bad years, right? Uh, Interesting thing, when when I was growing up, um, when I was 18, I I had two best friends, right, that I had grown up with. And one was murdered in a drug deal. Okay. And then I had one that murdered somebody else, right? So one's gone, one's going to prison. And when I looked at that, I was like, man, you know, what what did they not have in their life that I did? Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, I had a really strong father figure, and they didn't. Um, And that led me to really want to work with young people. And so in my mid 20s, I I kind of found that as a career path and worked in nonprofits. I worked with, you know, youth who were involved in gangs or youth who had been removed from homes because Mm -hmm. of abuse and all these things. And it was kind of my my deal. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, All the time trying to start hiding this substance use issue that I have. Uh, so going in and saying, hey, so don't do this, yeah, I, and then I get off work and right. I go do this. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, so that really helped to create this double life image okay. um, to where I had to protect this secret with everything that I had. Oh, yeah. Right. But that gets kind of difficult mm. you know, when you're calling in every Monday because you've been on a weekend long binge mm. and you can't get up and do anything um that gets difficult and so you know fast forward in my late 20s get married to a wonderful woman Mm -hmm. um i am a prodigious procreator um so had lots of children sure uh, like in succession so i have four kids okay um and so that. I line. thought you were gonna say that. Like, <laughs> I, I had think 18 about what kids no, I, thought, Maybe I
0: thought we were really relatively second. prodigious. I, 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 was, to gonna, to other I people, was gonna. I was gonna say, is it like Michael Michael Irvin's <laughs> family, like eighteen no, siblings? No, and, and right, right, nineteen not, and no, Not that, <laughs> right, Not yeah, yeah. that. No.
2: I, I think my wife would have left long before right. that if I had <laughs> continued <laughs> down that Her, road. Her uterus would have tapped out. Well, and I figure once you have to purchase a minivan that you should oh, stop, yeah. right? You fill Smart up the I got, I got that, yeah, you know, and sure. so that was a big moment in my life. Or even practicing. a Dodge yeah, Astro, I'm dude, you, like, yeah. Any, anything that doesn't look cool because yeah. it is more functional yeah. is when you got to stop, <laughs> right? right? Um, so get married, start having kids. Um, and so that lifestyle piece starts to change, mm. right? Like I can't go and disappear for three or four days yeah. and, and go on these things. So at that point, my youth started to shift much more towards alcohol. Okay. Because it was more socially acceptable. Of course. Like, I could go out and, you know, get drunk, and and nobody really cared, right? Like, everybody does it, right? Right. That was the whole mindset. (laughs) Nobody
0: cared that you were tailgating (laughs) five hours before. Right, right. right. And that was... Five hours before the tailgate party. And
2: and that was the thing. I think you are able to kind of facilitate that in Uh a different way. Oh, yeah. Than you can utilizing different drugs and things like that. Oh, yeah. And so... Um, As that started to happen, I, I, you know, escalated my alcohol use because once again, it was something that I could cover up a little bit better. But I always still knew it was a problem, right? Because it was one of those things that, you know, you go out and you go to a barbecue or you go to a bar or whatever. It's
0: expected.
2: It was expected. But then I knew there was an issue when I would come home and have my stash,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, where Mm -hmm. my
2: garage looks like somebody's wet bar. Oh, yeah. Because I had to start hiding it because mm-hmm. it had escalated so much the right?
0: old the old bottle shuffled right. yeah. i know
2: yeah. it well i put and that one
1: in the end. that's right no the no, left well, of the
2: vent and, and the worst <laughs> problem is when you forget where you stashed it uh, right well and that's you why you it, have multiple you <laughs> stashes
0: and, the, and no, but I would I would, do, I would uh, do that. But then I would also have to worry about where I put the empty bottles because right. a I'm mindful and I like to recycle. <laughs> so right, I, obviously. And yeah. I couldn't, exactly. I couldn't just put them in my recycle bin. Right, I would. I had to put them in my trunk and then maybe go down yeah. the alleyway and distribute them to my neighbors' yes, right. recycle That's right. bins. That's
2: right. find the big green dumpster. Yeah, right? you oh, know, find that yeah. behind the store. Yeah. yeah Um, so yeah, so I got to that point, um, to where that was kind of the, the lifestyle I was living then, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and the problem is, is that you can only live two lives for so long, Mm -hmm. right? Like at some point, rubber's going to hit the road, things are going to happen, it's going to get blown up and everybody's going to know, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had been able to kind of get myself into a position with the organization that I had been with for a long time to where, you know, I had a higher level position, Uh, was making good money, like was in school, like on the outside, everything was absolutely perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. On the inside, I was so absolutely miserable Mm -hmm. um, that I didn't know each day if I was going to be able to make it through it. Right. Um, And so, of course. And
0: and you're over here silently struggling with that. Right. Yeah. Because I
2: couldn't ask for help because I wasn't weak.
0: Well, that, yeah, yeah, that, and then also you got to worry about your career. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and And and
2: your kids. And that's the thing is like, I never, once again, I always knew, Mm. right. At that point, the people around me that loved me and cared about me and, and they knew, you know, um, they but always know. They always the day know, day right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, when you have to go pick somebody up, passed out behind a bar at 2.30 in the morning with a van full of kids, right? That uh, can they be start an indicator, right? Yeah, like They start catching up. It starts, yeah. starts flipping those switches, right? Right. Um, and so, you know, this kind of lasted for a while. And once again, it was kind of that repetitive thing. Something really bad would happen never going to touch it again. You know, please don't leave. Please don't take my kids. Please don't do all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a period of time would go by. I had learned how to calculate how long it would take before I could get the green light to start again.
0: Ah, right? okay. So you had the, like your sobriety Correct. period, yep. where if I could just white knuckle yeah. it through, through a month, you know, through it was a, month, about a
2: month to six weeks, then
0: I'm okay. Then I can come back we'll and I can socially circle back. We'll I can socially back. drink, yeah. And I think the
2: thing is that when you are, you know, so caught up in your substance use, right, mm-hmm. you get to be a really good manipulator. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And I knew because you know, and my wife and love her so much, but she didn't have experience with this. Mm. Yeah. And I knew how to manipulate it, right? Because right. she just wanted me to be normal. Mm. Why can't you just do this normally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would always try to bring it back. And once we, you know, we had this whole cycle thing going on. Um, and the cycle ended, I ended up getting myself in a fairly significant legal jam. Okay. Um, with that legal jam came voiding the career, okay, uh, you know, having to step away from that, uh, coming home to a house that had nobody in it. Mm. Um, you know, it was one of those things that it was at the point that it was probably better for my wife and kids to be gone. Mm. and and i ag- and I agreed with that, right? Right. And I think one of the things that you know has been such a blessing to me is that it didn't go all the way through. Sure, I had one more opportunity. And, you know, I think when you get yourself in a legal jam, you have other people sort of reinforcing that you shouldn't be using, right? Yeah. Like, mm. if I'm having to go and pee in a cup regularly, like, kind of got to stay away from right. this, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, if someone wants to examine right. your urine yes. weekly, yeah.
0: then there might be, you exactly. might want to get honest with yourself right. and
2: admit that your life might yeah. be a little unmanageable. That's, that's, that's right. right. You know, if, if you're having to go and have somebody watch you be in a cup Mm -hmm. like it's time to kind of reevaluate things Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to right so I was stuck in this really shitty place to where you know I couldn't use and that was my only coping mechanism for all this stuff that was going on Um, but I couldn't move forward in terms of being able to be okay mentally yeah and so I found myself quite frequently in, in a place Michael really talked about well Um, like, how do you move forward? Like, you're just stuck in this, like, substance use limbo. Um, And it, it was extremely hard because I was having to, you know, go through, like, these feelings of guilt, these feelings of, like, okay, I just threw my career away. I don't have any income coming in. I have five people depending on me to put a roof over their head, to feed them, to do all these things. My kids don't understand why I don't have a job and I'm going to drop them off at school because I don't have anything else to do Mm because I'm unemployed. Um, And so, like, there's all these things going on and my one coping mechanism is not there anymore, Mm -hmm. right? And so... I always tell people I felt like my ability to deal with things was stunted like a 13 year old, because Mm. that's when I started.
0: Right. Well, we always talk about a little arrested development because yeah.
2: So it's like, you know, now if you go outside and you punch a hole in the garage wall, you're like, what the hell? That's my wall. Like I have to fix that. (laughs) right? You know, now I got to learn how to be a drywall expert. (laughs) Um, You know, so I found myself in this place and I, and I think this is where the Phoenix came into my life. And Pulled me out of a place that was really dark. Um, You know, I found the Phoenix online and, you know, I I tell people this all the time. I had signed up to go to a run walk at a nature preserve in Plano. Okay. Um, I live in Southwest Fort Worth and Mm. the run walk was at 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. on a Tuesday evening. Ooh. Right? Yeah. So I signed up for it. I'm like, I got to do something. Mm. Like, I, I just don't know anything else. So I jump in my car, you know. I drive an hour and forty minutes to Ooh, to Plano, uh, 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 and I get there and I'm like, I ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know these people. I don't want to go running around in nature. There's sure. like wasps and shit out there that right. might sting me. And I don't, I don't, know, anybody, and I don't yeah, know anybody. I don't know anybody. And it was one of those things I think too that you know when you're really new in recovery. Like that vulnerability and that and that even looking to trust. you you're, somebody the, you're the new income, kid. You're the new right? kid at yeah. school. Who do you talk and, to? And yeah. The, yeah. the, Who the do thing reach out was to? is like, I had always hid this. Uh-huh. So how am I gonna go and like connect with people around recovery when this was my deep dark secret? Uh-huh, right? right. So you know I'm sitting in the parking lot and I got gotten there uh, a little early. Once again, I'm unemployed, so I can leave as early as I want. Sure. Right? Um, so I get there. I'm in the parking lot, and I'm like, I'm not going. And I pull my phone up and I pull up Google Maps because I'm old and not cool enough to use Waze. So I pull right. up Google Maps, right? Wait, wait, is I guess so. <laughs> I pulled up. I pulled I, don't, I, p- I pulled up MapQuest. Wait, <laughs> Wait I, 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 I had a Maps Go, and I just printed out the map and there highlighted my route. Yeah. Right, map um, I have, I've actually done that in the past, so right. if that lets you know the decade that I was born. Hey, no shame, no shame, no Um, so I sit in this parking lot, and I'm like, I'm not going. And I pull up my phone, and put my home address in there, and you know. It was going to take me, there was a wreck on 121 Mm -hmm. and it Hmm. was going to take me two hours and 20 minutes to get home. Uh, It was all red, uh, all red. Uh, And I said, well, hell, like, why would I not go? Why would I just go sit in traffic? And so I get out of my car and I, and I walk up to this group of people who I didn't know. And within five minutes, I had felt a connection to a group that I had never been able to feel before. Right. Um, And it was so, I think, enlightening because I had always tried to approach, like, getting sober Mm -hmm. alone, Mm. like, by myself. Sure. I'm just going to be able to power my way through this. And on that day, I learned that I didn't have to do that. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And as things developed... Um, There was an interest in building Phoenix out in Fort Worth Mm -hmm. uh, because of my kind of past with nonprofit work um, and just being from Fort Worth, knowing the community, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they asked me to to come on and it's been an incredible journey ever since. I I can honestly say it has been so awesome to be able to bring this program to where I grew up. Right. And, and to where I know there's such a great need. Well,
0: and right? I love the thing about the Phoenix is that, you know, they get, it gives you something else to focus yes. on besides what you're trying That's to right. quit. You know? right. right. For sure. For right. sure. So I, I wanted to talk about, because I know you do a tennis course. I do indeed. Uh, where is that and what day can they come see you in person?
1: So the tennis group starts on, it's, we haven't changed it in a long time, but it's going to be on Sundays at uh-huh. 7 p.m. at LB Houston Tennis Center. It's kind of in Irving. Um, if you look up LB Houston Tennis Center, it'll show you where it is. We got a big group of folks. I love those guys right. so much. Um, I, you know, we the Phoenix graciously provides rackets. LB Houston provides tennis balls, right? And, and even
0: I- on, like, uh, like I was going to say, I don't want to cut off your tennis speech, but then there's also um, kayaking, rock climbing, mm-hmm. bike riding, and y'all actually facilitate all the equipment for for the people. Yeah. It, you know, if you if you schedule in time and there are enough kayaks to go around. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, one of,
2: the, one of the wonderful things I think about the Phoenix too um, is that so many partners that we have in the community buy into our mission and buy into what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're thinking about like an indoor climbing, Phoenix doesn't own an indoor climbing gym, right? right? We can only go and do that through a partnership with somebody else. And the awesome thing here in DFW is there's so many people that believe in the work that we're doing and believe in the value of helping people in recovery that they say they open their doors wide open and say, hey, come in. We'll give you space. We'll give you equipment. We'll give you coaches. We'll give you all these things so that yeah. people can come in and enjoy this really diverse array of activities. Yeah,
0: right. And get, go ahead and give me a list of all of the activities oh that y'all oh, can man. think of. Just go ahead and give it because so. y'all do y'all do like. I mean, isn't there, like, a painting yeah. and, and puzzle night? I mean, there's, yes. there's like, non-aggressive. It's not just rock climbing right. and kayaking. Right, it's right.
1: A, give me, give so me a little bit of a list. I don't know if we're still... Are we still doing the music group? Do the music or doing group. do the music group yep. on Thursdays? I would like to... I have so much. Now that I've been in... Now, when so you lot, say have, music group, what is that? So, uh, from from what I've seen, it's almost like karaoke. Like, they have Sober people that come... jam pump. session. Yeah, ah. it's like a jam session. Yeah. So, there's people, you know, bring your instrument, bring your voice, and they just, you know, have... A musical experience, yeah. I would guess. Okay. Um, they have well, obviously the rock climbing that we talked about. The kayaking—I don't know how frequently it is, but there's basketball on Monday nights. There's um, biking, or uh, you know, it, weather is very big <laughs> uh-huh. factor. But there's biking. There's right. running. There's a lot of like what I see probably the most of it is physical training—stuff mm-hmm. where you can go to a gym and it's like hit or it's like um something 45 i don't know what that is but mm-hmm. i've heard of it yeah. okay <laughs> um i'm trying to think what else there is i know that we do like on saturday so this saturday um there's going to be an event and it's just a fun event uh-huh. it's, it's 3 hours it's at the Ro- it's like at the rose memorial center i'm going there Yeah, Kelly's the going. dallas Ross the Ross yes. community so it's it's just a fun event so that's what i love about the phoenix probably more than anything is like we both talked about it's a place for you to meet people in recovery, right? Where it's not there's not this expectation,
0: and it's not not always aggressive, and no. it's not always not always like you know extreme sports yeah. or anything. That's what I want to point out. I mean, I'm thinking about I'm talking to Steve about doing a basket weaving class. There you uh, go. Uh, Are you, you going to facilitate? You know that. You know that. Right. You know oh, that I have got the skills. I'll, That's going to blow a, up. I am going to uh, show you show everyone how to make a God's eye. You know, like mm-hmm. with the yarn mm-hmm. and the, and the pops sticks, dude. I'll get in there. That's awesome. I'll get in there. Hey, well, so speaking of, like, uh, you know, activities and all that stuff, there's an app, right? Yes. There is an yeah, app yeah. now. And, uh, Brett, if you can pull that up, but uh, we're going to play this. This is a little video I found of the new app. And instead of us just going... Uh, Here's an app. You know, there's actually an app that actually keeps yes. it all on track for you. And uh, Brett, uh, we'll just go ahead and shut up while you hit play on that. And then there we have Epic. it. Man, I love it. I love it. That that production value just kind of like... Uh, I'm like, yeah, now we sound boring.
1: I'm glad that we <laughs> played that instead of talked about it. I'm yeah. really glad we played it. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and the cool thing about that is... I mean obviously you can connect with other people and and it uh, also you know anything that you might be interested in your community are yeah. you, are, Were you watching watching the next video yeah, I was like that? oh there's more <laughs> continue my, playing my, my Mike was was like uh, getting in sucked into the TikTok yes. zone Yeah it happens you guys
1: have ADD so it's, it's a problem it's a uh, but yeah so the the thing that I love about the app what I love about Beings is once you get to this point where you've gone to Phoenix events, if you had something you did in your previous life, in your past life, like with me with tennis, Mm -hmm. I never thought I would pick up tennis again. Sure. And then I talked to some of the people there and they're like, Hey, you should do a tennis group. And I'm like, okay. Like I, I was so like, like I'll, I'll try, I'll try. And they made it really easy to go through the process of getting to be a certified volunteer. Um, they give you all the tools if i ever need anything i can reach yeah, out to okay. anybody yeah okay so so
0: you brought up a good question who uh, you know if somebody wants to volunteer for the phoenix i mean where do they do that just on the website or yeah. the app yep. right okay yes. and, and that, that right. the it's website right. is again the phoenix Dot org. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a Facebook page and I think there's a bunch of Facebook pages, yeah. but there's a national page, a national yeah. page, local it,
2: pages. And, right. and I think the app is a great example of the Phoenix and it's why it's hard to give you a list of activities. Sure. Cause it's always evolving. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. It's yeah. Always and they're changing. Always that. Yeah. Change and and, and always. serve different populations with different activities and like the app and all these cool things that allow us really to start to enhance that experience and make sure that we're casting a wide net, right? Like, so Michael does tennis, and it's in an area that we didn't have a tennis event before, mm-hmm. and it's just blossomed, and I think mm-hmm. that's the really cool thing about How many folks you got
0: showing up now?
2: Man,
1: I'm hitting – what's crazy, he was retiring before the podcast, it's hitting the limit now. Like, yeah? I think the max that we have for some events – mine. Pitts is 15, and I think I had 14. No, I had 15. Right, exactly. Which is are you gonna get out there? Are
0: you gonna get out there and start cutting people? No, 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 absolutely not. (laughs) Um,
1: well, we always I know that there's protocols that we do. If an event's getting really popular, we expand it. Sure, of course. We add more, and we know. You know, I've been doing it for a long time. So in certain events, like with the climbing event, like they have like a 30 people limit. But they always have a couple of facilitators, so really it's just about making sure that we have a place that it's a safe and supportive environment, that's right? Right. Because we, we're that's the great thing. You can be in recovery. I have a guy that that came in, um, to my event. He'd been sober for uh, like eleven or twelve years, never did a step program, never did anything like that, and just found the Phoenix online and came out. Mm-hmm. So, and then I get people that are like, I. Literally just walked out of rehab just yeah. now, or <laughs> I'm on court-mandated papers right now, and I have to do. Fi- Everybody's welcome, right? Everybody, every walk, welcome.
0: Yeah, no, 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 and I love that, and I love that. Uh, the only thing, it's like, it's like something. Oh, hey, here's what you have to do to in order to help your recovery. Right. Do something fun. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Come yeah. out and have a good time. I With really, love cool it. Right. With exactly. really cool people. Absolutely. Exactly. 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 By the way, yeah, I'm supporting my very, very I'm cool I'm so fucking jealous sure, of that yeah, sure. I'm a little i little pissed that I don't like yeah, so. I, I, I know people. I know people. I know people that don't show up to the podcast. Uh, no, More just, shots ooh. fired. Shots ooh. fired. Fired. Steven Vega, we love you, buddy. We love you, Stephen. We know you're a shy
1: guy, but it's I okay. will. I will break you. <laughs> it makes me think when you wear that shirt that you're going to start a bowling league for Phoenix, ooh, which yeah, I well, it's, would it's be very, into. Dude, I, you know, I was actually thinking that dude it's that's what's so Whoa. great about the phoenix you can morph it into matt, whatever matt basket it weaving
2: and bowling dude
1: right? i'm in <laughs> and then we all
2: have to get shirts okay <laughs> we, <laughs> put your basket down you gotta bowl it's oh it's yeah your turn. we gotta wrap
0: this game up man <laughs> exactly exactly well any uh i always like to give the guest an opportunity to give any shouts out uh that you want to give uh to people out
1: there that you mm-hmm. might care or your network behind you yeah yeah. Matt, you go first. Cause I've been taking a lot of time.
2: Oh, you're all, you're <laughs> all good. I was riveted by your story. It was Thank awesome. You. Um, no, just a huge shout out to the Phoenix, Texas crew, um, mm-hmm. here in DFW Houston, Austin. Um, you know, we're a family and so it's a privilege every day to get to get up and do, I mean, I guess I could call it work, but it's not work. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's something that is not just really important to me. Um, Professionally, but it's really important well, to me and my personal recovery. You're, you're serving right? the greater I'm good. I'm getting to serve a community that yeah. I'm a part of. Um, yeah. And that's a really special thing. And, and I get to come have fun, mm-hmm. right? So I get to go right. out and climb or play tennis or do all these really cool things. So um, I can honestly say that I would not still be sober mm-hmm. if I hadn't found the Phoenix. Right. Um, and and that's a testament to the And this is the there. part where you
0: also shout out to your wife.
2: That's right. And my wife, who I yeah. love very right. much. And, right. my, and my four kids that pushed me into that extra tax credit sure. this year. <laughs> love y'all. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll see you when I get home. <laughs> all right. <laughs> (laughs) Um, So obviously, like we talked
1: about when I mumbled earlier in the podcast, I have a podcast called Stay Sober Stupid. Um, I've got a pretty big catalog. I think I'm at like 30 different videos right now. A lot of them are interviews that are extremely powerful. These Mm -hmm. are people that have been in recovery for a year and some have been in recovery for a couple of weeks. There's always some truth in all of it right um right now we're doing the dharma recovery series okay so uh definitely check it out you can go to the dharma.com or dharma recovery alpha I'll, I'll put the website <laughs> dharma something something recovery hey, um, hey way wait to a, wait a prep dude way to prep absolutely <laughs> hand, right it's dharma <laughs> something something if you go to the skate street website uh state, and, state recovery. And I, org, they have i um, was
0: gonna say that yeah. skate Street. It's SkateStraight.org, right? Correct. Or skate straight recovery. Uh, SkateStraightRecovery.org. I knew that one. Okay, good. But I was going to say, because you also do a, the Gentleman Society, or you are the leader yes. of that on so Friday. Is it Fridays? Changed it. We changed okay. it to
1: Tuesdays because everybody's busy on a Friday. Right. Even in, in sobriety, you're like, no one's doing anything on a Friday. Everyone's right. doing things on Friday. Right. Um We moved it to Tuesday nights at Alliance Skate Park in Grand Prairie. at 7 p.m. It's a men's-only meeting. Um, I kind of do this cool hybrid because it's my group, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, we do a meditation, but then we also do smart recovery. Okay. So And it, then why don't you,
0: if you want to, I mean, just kind of the things off the top of your head that, that they offer at Skate Straight while we're So, plugging. yeah.
1: So it, this is a basically a peer group community that's a support system in all different aspects. We have a women's-only meeting that my girlfriend, Julianne, runs. Shout-out to my shout lovely out, girlfriend, shout and I love you. Julie Bird Baker. Julie Bird Baker. She is not baked in a while, but you know what? Dude, if she, you is get, if you prize, Dude she is If you throw a price. she is good. Throw a price. She'll probably do it. Yeah. Um, I love you. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> as, a, as a human, I am so sorry. Anyway, uh, we do a meeting on Tuesday nights, which is just like a general social meeting. Where uh-huh. We have people come out. Uh, Thursdays for my boy, my man, Michael Lamb. Mm-hmm. We do the Dharma recovery. Okay. So he actually runs a Dharma meeting. I went last night. It was great. Right it's in candlelight, it's very good ambiance. Okay. And then Saturday we do the big meeting. Right. I call it the big. Which meeting is big.
0: which is a smart recovery cognitive CBT based yeah. meeting. And but then also there is a twelve step meeting. Correct. Yeah. The, so uh, the twelve flips, step meetings
1: on side. Wednesdays at four down. Okay. At seven. Okay, And then we also have on Wednesday just a regular old meeting at Alliance. We've gotten so big now that we're doubling down like Phoenix. Right. We're actually having Well, no, no, meetings, no, no, but days. there's
0: skate straights in other cities, in other oh, countries yeah. right now. So I love a good idea when it works, and all Kurt does is he came up with a concept, good idea. and then here we go. Yep. And then, okay, here's your starter kit, you know, grow it,
1: Yeah. you know. And shout, yeah, shout out to Kurt. Shout out all the Skate Street people. Right. It's a great organization. Um, we do. They, we actually have our own yoga. On Saturday mm-hmm. as well, early in the morning. Shout out to Stephanie, who's been a friend of the show. Right.
0: Stephanie is actually going to be on next week. Oh. And actually, I want to talk to you about possibly coming on, because we have Miss Texas, the current Miss Texas, oh. coming on next wow. week. And Ooh. we're, we're going to be talking about suicide awareness and prevention. Mm. And mm. your story uh, was like, oh, man, I need to have him on as well.
1: Yeah. So what are you doing next Friday? I think I start my new job. But I'll uh, talk. We'll talk about. We'll talk about it after the podcast. We'll talk. I we'll want the, the spot. I want you to. I want you to confirm it right now. I I'm want committing. you to
0: call, call your new job and tell me you quit. You said no phones, <laughs> Kelly. I don't have a phone
1: during this podcast. But yeah, I, I'm really gracious for being able to come on to the podcast. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I've wanted to have you on for a long time because yeah. you're a good
0: dude, and uh, you know, I mean. We're 1% all in, better every we're, day. We're all in the same boat, that's right. so that's what I love about it. Yeah. Hey, uh, be sure and uh, you know if you're on if you're not on the YouTube, be sure and go and subscribe to mm-hmm. our channel, which is thi- thispinkcloud.com. dot com. That URL will take you to the YouTube channel because that's much easier. So thispinkcloud.com, will take you there. Be sure and subscribe because we're gonna have original content and all kinds of good stuff. Also shout out to our sponsor, uh, summersky.us, 888-857-8857. Once again, that is summersky.us, 888-857-8857. Lovely place out in Stephenville, Texas, man. It worked for me, it can work for you. You know, but you got to want it. So that's all it is. And what we're trying to do is just inspire some hope and and show you that recovery is actually fun. Mm
2: -hmm. Because,
0: I mean, are you having fun?
2: I'm having lots of fun.
0: Are you having fun? A pretty good amount of fun. Okay, I'm having fun. Brett, are you having fun? (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he did a thing. He, he did, did a thing, thing for you guys. He, can't did, see. he his did, his did a thing. But uh, hey, thanks for tuning in. And like I said, next week, uh, be sure and join us for Miss Texas, the current Miss Texas, Mallory Fuller, mm-hmm. uh, talking suicide awareness and prevention. I mean, that's important stuff, especially coming up in the in the holidays and uh, you know when when they have a tendency to spike. So yeah. But thanks again for coming on, guys. Yeah, thanks, Thank you for driving. Um uh, steven vega owes you some gas money yeah Miley, he's would <laughs> be terrible next month right? so. exactly <laughs> hey but thanks for coming out uh brett if you would please play us out hey and uh if y'all get a chance to be sure and go on the website we have shirts and uh stickers and all that good stuff uh that would be actually dj dot com forward slash shop But uh, you can get all the good shirts and stuff like that. But remember, kids, uh, there is no magic pill for sobriety because if there was, we would all take too many.